0: Today at the SDGI Directors and Dialogue, Thomas Heffernan talks about his film The Heist in conversation with fellow director Frank
1: Berry. Thomas Heffernan, director of The Heist. Uh, You've been doing a lot of shorts the last few years. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, When did you graduate from college? I did not, actually.
0: know, I'm just to self-taught like I just okay. kind of decided I wanted to, I've wanted. i always wanted to get into film and I didn't really know how to go about it I didn't know anybody in the industry and I, I, I did a film based course in 2000 then did nothing and just helped out on a few friends films but they weren't none of them were proper they were just us messing around mm-hmm. and I never really did anything until 2007 I quit my job and I went and made a film and um, formed a comedy called The Confession and it just did really well it got into like 45 festivals and a lot of major festivals and it travel around the world and it was kind of like my education like because I met a lot of really big festival directors like at Tribeca and Palm Springs and Sundance and stuff and they all kind of took me under their wing and uh, a lot of them are like middle middle-aged women <laughs> who, who I suppose just looked at me either in a motherly fashion or something yeah. but they took me in and kind of introduced me to a lot of people and I just started to learn how the kind of industry worked and then I did um, I did a short called The Pool which was a film-based funded one and again it was a situation where I think it was a bit on they're a bit on the kind of wire about whether to go with it or not. And Lenny Abramson was the main judge and Lenny loved it. And he really pushed to get it made. And so they picked it and that did really well. And, and then I got a Galway film funded one called switch. And um, we just kind of head of ice got made was a bit of weird story because um, I'd shot um, switch and I was posting it in screen scene and they got really busy and they kind of had to put it in the back burner and I would played Tribeca twice in a row and no one had ever played it three years in a row, and a producer in London who was a friend of mine, who we were kind of talking about a feature film, was like, "We, ha- you have to get this film finished, because if you get in, I can sell you to investors based on this fact, and you know the way you're always looking for kind of marketing points for the director. And so, um, it turned out that it was looking like I wasn't gonna get Switched Done on time, and it was the end of January, and I think Tribeca had closed the submissions in early December, because I was friends with the director of the festival, she said to me, well, look, I'll wait until the very last day when we make the final decisions. I'll leave four slots open um, and I'll make a decision then. And so um, I told him this and I think it was like the 25th of January. He said to me, let's just shoot a new film because um, it was kind of, that one was stuck in screen scene. And I was like, that's crazy. We don't have a script. We have nothing. And he said, I'll, I'll fund it. I'll pay for it of my pocket. Um, well, the company will pay for it. He, his, he runs a, a, a corporate video company in London that do some film work as well. So um, I rang up the guy that writes scripts at me and, and I said to him, you know, do you want to do this? And yeah. he said, okay. And I said, well, we have to get a script done today. And we, we had, we'd kind of talked about this idea um, for, um, what, what's the film board, the two minute scheme that they did? Church- Virtual sure. cinema. Yeah. We talked about this idea about a group of incompetent bank robbers, but we didn't ever write a script or anything like that. And so I just said, what about that one? It's comedy, it's one location, simple. And so he wrote a first draft and I sent it to the producer that night. He liked it and he said, let's do it. And then I kind of, I, I didn't want to cast English people, but he we, we were going to do it in Belfast originally and um, we just couldn't get a crew. Everyone wanted money. So he said, okay, screw this, let's do it in London because he could pull in people. And so, uh, and also there was a red in London that we could use and I liked to shoot on red. I've shot most of my stuff on it. I had this DP friend as well. It was, it was kind of weird, it all kind of came together. Like I, I was at Tribeca the year before and I met this DP. In the cinema, who had another, who shot one of the other films, and he'd said to me, oh, "I really like your work, and I'd like to work with you." And and by coincidence, the producer knew him, and so he could get a red and it all you know came together in that regard. But I didn't want to cast on un- people that I didn't know or didn't trust, and so I, I basically said, I think we should cast three Irish guys and fly them over. And so we did. We cast them. the The lead guy was in the Confession and Sean Flanagan. Sean Flanagan, yeah, brilliant, brilliant actor, yeah. And then um, I had difficulty with the kind of the stupid kind of guy in the back i didn't know who to go for and i i rang up kieran dean he's a producer but alzoraro he's a friend of mine and kieran was like i know just the guy and he's actually the body in noreen he's the, he's the dead body in noreen and um so he said oh he's really funny and i was actually looking for someone who's kind of chubby and funnily enough he's not actually but i don't know what it is he kind of has a you know a baby face or something so he kind of sold that aspect of it, just that kind of silliness we went over to London, it was pretty crazy. We all slept in the producer's house. Um, we didn't rehearse or anything like that. I like to rehearse quite a bit and I like to plan things meticulously. I like the storyboard, but this was one of those situations where I couldn't do anything. I just, I actually, it was, one interesting thing we did was um, I used Google Maps to scout locations, Go, you know, Street View. Mm. And it was really cool and I, I, I do that quite a lot now. I, and it was weird because the opening kind of crane shot was something that I, come up with because I was looking at street view and the camera is quite high <laughs> and I thought oh wouldn't it be cool if we craned down behind the car mm. um, so I had a new street view I probably gonna go with that shot yeah it was one of those things where we did like a half hour rehearsal at one thirty in the morning and then got up at 6 to go shoot the movie the next morning and we just went and we went and shot it on that location and we were really lucky because um, there's this weird thing in London where they have all these council like regions like where you have like um, I don't know, Clarkenwell Green or you know all these places and there are nightmares to deal with, apparently. like They take months and months and months to get permissions to shoot in. But by weird coincidence, this one area we shot in, even though it's in the middle of two other council areas, it's, there's like a thin strand that links to this area up here. And that's the only place in London that hires an independent film company to run its film submission applications. And so in, in two days, they approved us. And they only charged us £100 to shoot there. So the budget was about five grand and um, we posted it all on the guy's company because he has like a post facility in his company it was funny because in the script it just started in the car and obviously I come up with this idea for the crane shot and then on the day I started looking around I just I saw things like the clock tower and pigeons and I kind of thought all these kind of movies they always have these like cutaway mm. shots so I said why don't we do this and so we came back on the Monday with a 70 and we shot all those shots on 70 mm. and like Actually, thought it cuts quite
1: nicely with the yeah. Rap. You know where you are at the beginning of the film. Mm. It kind of it, it does open in in the genre. I think quite yeah. well. You know, you're very good at, at making connections with that for you. You know, yeah. uh, which is fantastic. And um, you wanted to um, cast Irish actors. You know, you shot mm. it in London. Why? Why is that? Well, I, I'm I'm very
0: obsessive about casting. Like i um, I did a short, the film based short I did it had four kids in it. Um, I was kind of laughing what Victoria was saying about asking about kids. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I had to work with kid, child actors because I did a massive amount of work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, all four actors in the film were, we're 14, 15 and um, and that film I spent five months casting. Every weekend I went to acting schools, and I seen about five, six hundred kids. And so casting is a really big thing to me. Like I think you make the film on the casting. If the casting's wrong, you're screwed. Like there's nothing gonna save you. Mm. Um, so um, for me, it was kind of one of these things where. I I just didn't trust, you know, not being able to doing it remotely over the internet and trying to like look at CVs and what if the accents don't match and and I I knew I knew Sean is a really good actor. The other guy Donica or sorry Donal, Um Donal had like headlined a feature film, a weird feature film called Something Green. It was an American film. Two American investment bankers who would came to Ireland and decided to make a feature for two million or something. Turning green. Turn green. Yeah, Turning Green. He'd yeah. headlined that movie as a sixteen year old, and I thought he was stunning in it. And he hadn't done much because he was in college, but he then got a role in the Borgias and stuff like that. And so he's a really good actor. Like um, He actually just did a role in Game of Thrones as well, season two. Um, and so um, I kind of knew he was great, and I knew Sean was great. And then the other guy hadn't really done much, but did want to act. So I thought, I can work with this. Like, I can, you know, there's enough here. And I like to kind of cast people who are slightly similar to the role that they play mm-hmm. or, or have a... Sean actually originally, well... Originally, I tried to cast Emmett Scanlon, if you know Emmett. Um, Emmett's like a friend of mine, he and was, he was in something I did years ago. It was like his first ever thing and my first ever thing. Never sent it to festivals or anything, uh, buried away. And uh, Emmett, I wanted to play the lead role in the front. And I wanted um, Owen Mackin, if you know him. Um, Owen's a good mate of mine, and Owen was going to play one of the other roles. And it just didn't really work out. Um, Owen was shooting Merlin, um, and, and Emmett was shooting Holly, Holly Oaks season. And so, and to be honest, I think it's better that it worked out the way I think it would have been maybe too seriously. So it's one of those happy accidents that kind of happened. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was more just about not, you know, I like to go into these situations prepared. And I, I felt there was too much unknowns, too many uncertainties if I was to go to London, not meet the cast until like an hour before the, sh- you know, a night before the shoot or something mm, like that. Mm.
1: Can you tell us a bit about the life of the film so far? Or what has Yeah, it's, it's been?
0: done phenomenal. Like, I mean, it's, it's funny because, um... It was the most thrown together, you know, some of the films I spent like a year working on. Mm-hmm. This one I spent two weeks. We posted it in 11 days. We shot it, prepped it, shot it and posted it in 11 days. Sent it to Tribeca, yeah. And it got in, it will premiere to Tribeca. It's played, I think it's played 25 festivals in the last 10 months. Pretty much a lot, of, most of the major ones like Palm Springs and Newport Beach. And it's just about to prem, uh, play in Aspen and flying over to Aspen to it. And um, a load of other big festivals around Europe like Levon stuff like that so um, it's kind of been it, it's a funny thing because I, I was over in um, New York in December and, and I, I get lectured in um, NYU because uh, the woman who runs Trebekah, she's the head one of the head professors there and I, I hadn't believe it or not I hadn't seen it publicly I, ke- I keep missing all the screenings of it um, even today it. yeah <laughs> Even today. and um, it was my first time watching it I watched it with all these 24 23 22 year olds and they just laughed non-stop. I mean, I've never seen people laugh so much, and it kind of dawned on me that this is the kind of audience, you know. I maybe I, I like when I we was shooting it. I did dumb it down. The writer was a little unhappy. I dumbed it down a bit. I got the actors to play things up a bit because I felt like that this is a you know it's a big silly comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like my other two of my four films are very very serious dramas, like very hard to watch, very emotional. Um, this is like the total opposite, and it was kind of fun in that regard. But it was really stressful. I mean, one thing I'll say is um, I didn't enjoy shooting with an English crew. They were a nightmare to work with, I felt, compared to Ireland. Like, in Ireland, people, you know, people just roll in and do stuff. We, we were shooting, the generator broke both days on us, and we were shooting outdoors, and I ended up banging on every door and, and, and begging people. I said to some guy, you, please, if you don't let me use your power, you'll screw my life. my career is over, you got to do this. <laughs> and he said, okay. And one guy, the second day, it was weird, because we knocked on a door, and the guy who answered, agreed we could use it, his power and then he said what lights are they and the producer was like oh you wouldn't understand he said actually i would understand because i'm one of the world's top commercials directors and it turned out that he actually directed like coke and ads, and was with rsa and, um, and stuff like that so that was a weird one but um, <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it was difficult um, because I, had to, I think i had 34 setups and i ended up shooting 18 so i had to drop 16 setups and in the end of the day we shot like just enough i mean i remember we had this big debate over two specific setups on in the shoot, and it was like which way do we shoot it this way or this way, and um, I made a call we were going to shoot it one way, and I made a call against the DP and against the producer, and they were like no 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 we can't we should have to shoot it, and then when we got in the edit we realized that had I not made that call the whole film wouldn't have worked, so it was one it was very stressful in that regard like I had to, it's very hard when you I've shot a number of like all my films have pretty much been set in one location, um, so far and when you shoot a film in one location, a very tight location, it, you know, crossing the line and all this stuff becomes a massive issue and, and and it becomes almost like mathematics because you're kind of going, well, hold on, if we're here and we cut to there and is that going to cut and is it going to look weird and and even weird stuff like going behind, you know, Sean, like do we go centre, do we go up slightly left, do we go slightly right, you know, where do we put the camera in relation to that and so it did become quite a, Quite an endeavor, and I just didn't have the time to get a lot of coverage. So I mean, I literally got just the bare minimum. I and mean, some of those shots of punch-ins as well, like mm-hmm. where it goes tighter.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so um, would it be fair to say then that prior to this film, you would have been very well prepared for your mm-hmm. for your shorts, and you, you a lot of. And this one is a it was a departure in terms of you were kind of in the thick of it, and it was kind of spontaneous. Yeah. Has that progression or that change in the way you work in? Formed maybe uh, the way you might work in the future. I think for me, I I always like to prepare
0: a lot, and like uh, Terence said, you know, you can you can always throw out the plan. I mean, I the pool actually had a similar thing happen where DP pulled out of me, and I had all sorts of problems, and um, that was my second film, and uh, I I ended up I got Rory O'Brien, he's a great DP. Yeah. But the problem was that Rory, Rory's dad, unfortunately, just passed mm-hmm. away, and he he'd just done um, Father and Son, I think, the big BBC drama, and so. Um, he came in like a few days, well a week before the shoot we Skyped or something like that and we met for 20 minutes and pretty much we just, again it was like a situation where people are standing pretty much in one location for a lot of the film and it's crossing the line every every cut practically or or not crossing the line, so it was one of those situations. So two of the four I've done had pretty much no preparation, just on the day picking the shots and choosing where to put the camera and I mean we had all sorts of problems on this where like somebody gave the wrong, I can't think of the name, but you know the way there's two different types of heads? for tripods mm-hmm. and you can't someone got the wrong head and so like I just found it really difficult because like the the, the grip was like oh we're not going to be able to do this shot in the car and I was like mm-hmm. why don't you put a fucking cushion down and you go <laughs> you know like, just yeah. this negative kind of yeah, very bureaucratic but, yes. and I wasn't used to dealing with that in Ireland I find people are very you know everyone just kind of does their job and yes. rows in and and you know, work
1: works around things and it's inventive and. Yeah,
0: and I so but but uh, it made me appreciate you know shooting stuff here and and how, I suppose just how people are you know a lot more friendly and and, and stuff like that over here so.
1: Well, I assume there's a feature in development. <laughs>
0: um, I've got a few things I'm working on. Yeah, I'm working with a with a guy down in Cork, uh, Martin McSweeney. His name is he's a brilliant rider who's never done anything in Ireland. No one really knows he exists here. But he um he won the um, Tony Doyle bursary um back a few years ago and he's rep by a really big agent in the UK and in, someone in LA and he kind of like he had a script option and by Universal and all this stuff and uh, I actually found him through a website it was weird they they reviewed a big Hollywood blog with a called Script Shadow with a review like recently sold scripts and and I read I read the review and I was like oh this sounds really good why is it said in Ireland and the number was an Irish number and I rang him and got talking and. He, Year and a half later, now we're almost finished the script. So I'm hoping to kind of go out with that and see how that goes. And um, and then I'm working with Gary Duggan, who's a really good playwright, who's kind of moved into film and drama. He did Amber, he wrote, and and then the guy who wrote on my shorts with me, TJ. We're working on some stuff as well. Like so, it's it's kind of slow going. I I, I focused maybe a bit too much on shorts um, and neglected the feature stuff. And I have wrote some features with these guys, but um, well with TJ, but. Um, for whatever reason, I think you got to, you know, get out the crap before you can get to the good stuff. And so I'm kind of looking forward to it. There's nothing right now that I could say, like I'm not in development with the board or anything like that, but I'm actually meeting this week and due to meet a few producers and talk about specific kind of projects. And I just got signed for commercials recently and did my first one um, with Russell Curran, actually. And um, I do just kind of do music videos on and off, so just whatever I can to keep keep myself busy
1: and not go crazy, you know. Mm. great stuff thanks best of luck with all that thank you
0: thank you for listening to SDGI Directors and Dialogue we would like to thank our sponsors the Irish Film Board and the Broadcasting Authority of
1: Ireland for more information on the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland visit us at www.sdgi.ie